Another edition of the You Tell Me What I Just Said podcast. I am Johnny the Outsider. He is the second place because he picked the Bills and I took the Rams runner-up, but he's still the bestest podcast person I've ever podcasted with, the Luchador. Hey. What's going on? That's, That's what second place would say. Hey. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, obviously, the Bills would have won. I, I would have been just as happy. <laughs> it wasn't the Bengals. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I, my, my cohort here told me I might be eating a lot of crow on this podcast. But as always, your boys come through in the clutch. And we called it when you draft receivers and Over-line. don't fix an O-line that <laughs> literally blew out your star quarterback's ACL. Guess what? They held up for one half, but it was a tale of two halves. And I don't even know if they really held up for one half because they put up 10 points. They were still losing. Yeah. Or, no, they only put up seven, was it? They, yeah, I don't remember. No, 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 it was 10-13. It was 10-13. 10-13? Oh, yeah, I mean, okay. did they really hold up? And we'll, we'll get into that Um we got some MMA stuff to talk about. My take on Izzy, which is probably going to be controversial, I would say. Uh, <laughs> our boy, Bam Bam Shui Tuivasa. There's some other decent, decent stuff on the card too as well. Um, and then we'll end with some wrestling. Got some uh, uh, some heartbreaking news for some of you out there, <laughs> and. Uh, We'll try to let you down easy on this one. But. Yeah, it's pretty tragic, but you know, like you said, we'll we'll make the the hurt less. Listen, we less just, just call hurt. it like we see it on this podcast. We yeah. went after this like we we have our favorites, but we uh, don't pull the punches. We went after Steelers all season, so like <laughs> I'd go I'd go in on the Pacers right now, but they're actually maybe doing something uh, that might pay off. I still don't have faith in getting all the draft picks and us actually using them um, to our advantage. Mm-hmm. But Halliburton seems really excited to be there. Buddy Heald is probably not going to stick around, but I mean, who knows? Maybe he reignites his career in Indy. I uh, got out of the sack. Um, obviously, getting rid of Levert and I, everyone's all big on Sabonis, but I mean, both those guys are ball stoppers. Sabonis always got bullied in the paint by true centers. I mean, he's good in offense. He can, he can create offense, but, I mean, on defense, he was a liability left and right. So, like, I'm not sad about that. We got rid of the last holiday. We had Aaron Holiday. We drafted him. Got rid of Drew now. Or uh, not Drew, uh, Justin. So, I mean, they're making moves. We, with, a, with a small market team, we got a build in the draft, but Again, I won't bore you with that right now. They're in a uh, rebuild, so not really allowed to get hopeful for it. It's just the good pieces are there. Duarte is really panning out. Uh, he, he was a really good pickup. 
So we got we got some things. Miles Turner never staying healthy though is always going to be it. Like I mean, he's he's got so much potential. He's developed a three. He's a stretch big man. Obviously, leading the league in blocks every year. But man, that guy is made of glass, and it's unfortunate. But enough with that. Like I said, no, I mean, it might be that way with the Steelers next year. It might be in such a rebuild that we'll have to find another team to follow. But um, <laughs> jump into the Super Bowl. What what were your thoughts? Um, Bengals suck. Uh, I was really happy to see the the Rams defensive line get after Joe Burrow. Real quick, how was that? How was the uh, group chat? the uh oh, network. Oh. Group chat. that that must have been fire no actually nobody said anything it was i was kind of surprised well the jets guy was just going in on burrow and then like saying like oh this is the real next tom brady huh you know giving him some shit and then leave it to a jets fan to jump in yeah. like yeah oh man dude he was like the whole playoff dude that kid was just piling on burrow saying oh well the, the Bengals shouldn't even be there like he kept talking about that one play where Burrow like threw the ball out of bounds and they blew the whistle and it still kind of has a touchdown. Like, well, it was because of that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, other than that, man, uh, Super Bowl, I, th- I think it went the way we thought it would, where yeah. the Rams defensive line was just going to destroy Burrow. Um, Matt, Matty Stafford finally got his ring. So that was really cool to see. Aaron Donald finally got his ring. And then, uh, yeah, man, it couldn't be happier for those guys. Now Aaron Donald's retiring, so you can stop stealing the deep defensive player of the year award from TJ every year. Yeah. yeah. Except this year. Right. Finally. Finally. I, I was Finally. Getting, I was getting shit because some guy was like, Oh, I had said that TJ Watt should be should be on his second or third. And he was like, That's crazy. But like literally last year, like TJ led in more more categories and still got snubbed so i mean come on man i mean the rams didn't make the playoffs last year right i don't think they did i don't i don't think so i don't know i don't remember i have a terrible I mean, memory now we at least we at least limped our way into the playoffs so yeah that alone should have got him but yeah what did you um, think i mean it it pretty much went like i thought it. i mean we said it before the rams have no run defense I run offense, sorry. Um, it was nothing, nothing, nowhere. Um, so, like, I was really nervous when McVay really thought he was going to figure out a way to run the ball. Um, oh, man. I thought for sure he was going to lose it. Even the announcer yeah. said that there's never been a team that's won averaging under two yards of carry. Um, and McVay was really doing his best to put that to the test by continuing to run the ball, like, if you're gonna do it, you gotta get creative like you did on fourth and one and do this, you know, get it get into your best player's hands. So either on offense, it's either Maddie Stafford or Cooper Cup. Um you could say OBJ, but obviously with him out, um, you know, that really limited even I mean Van Jefferson had drops. You had the guy, the one guy, Okolele or whatever his name was, come in and like have the ball bounce right out of his hands <laughs> into the oh, yeah. hands. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. it <laughs> you weren't getting a lot of help in the passing game, but I mean, to run it three times in a row is basically begging to lose a game. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we talked about it at the top of this podcast. I mean, if that Jalen Ramsey 
the offensive pass interference gets called. You know, the Bengals really didn't do anything the second half. They, you know, scored a touchdown on a trick play with the running back, Joe Mixon's never thrown. So, like, obviously, they probably never even planned for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, if it wasn't for, like, that gadget play, um, you know, the offensive pass interference, where like, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to fault them. The gadget play, they pull it off. So, like, that's whatever. But without the offensive pass interference, the way that second half is going, you know, there, there's none of this controversy at the end of the game with, like, the oh, quote-unquote quote unquote, yeah, hold or whatever. I mean, the way Eli Apple was playing in the red zone, that, that last drive, all they had to do was throw it in his direction and he was going to get a penalty. <laughs> like, so, like, let's, let's not pretend that that cost him the game anyways, but that notwithstanding and i know there was a jalen ramsey hold at the beginning of the game but i mean only one of those missed calls slash bogus calls actually led to any points being on the board mm-hmm. um you know even if you call the ramsey the rams still get three or four attempts to stop them from there like i, I think the holding was probably at the three-yard line maybe the four-yard line mm-hmm. uh so i mean there's no guarantee they score um, likewise with the Bengals, you get that mysterious phantom hold. They still had opportunity to stop them and they still ended up getting, you know, they got the one penalty wiped out by an offensive holding. And then, you know, you got Eli Apple got what, like another one right after that. I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you can't say that's what cost you the game, especially when you got one that literally you're, you're penalty was the only one that actually put any points on the board right. and even after that you guys had the ball back all you had to do is get in field goal range i think yeah, you guys yeah. lost lost a game like 14 yards away from mcpherson's like longest kick or something like that maybe 20 so i mean yeah you guys can cry about that all you want but uh, you guys you guys had plenty of time chances to stop them and you had the ball like that's what you want with a you know the future of the NFL, if you will, uh, the ball in his hand with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Floyd, Mixon, and you guys, you guys choked in the end, and that's what it comes down to. You guys choked in the end. So, um, I, you know, I I thought it was a really good game. It was very, at least it was competitive. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you but think? What do you think the, the, the Bengals guy is gonna say, or the Baltimore guy, the Ravens guy, Daniel? What is he? What do you think he's gonna say about Matty Stafford? I mean, his game. I, he, he better put some respect on his name. I mean, he finally, he finally gets a chance on a winning team, and he goes right to the Super Bowl and wins. So Lamar Jackson, what's his excuse? He's been to the playoffs three times now. And only won one playoff game. Right. Maddie went to the playoffs with the Lions, lost, and then he finally went to a team that was winning uh, with yeah, lost his second best receiver, um, and still went out there and won. Right. And so I mean, like if you, and this is his 14th year in the league. He played 13 with the Lions. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if he's still playing at this level. I think he has to go back, rewatch our episode, and be like. You know what? <laughs> he was right. Josh Allen went further. Um, 
Matt Stafford. Who else did he like laugh at when Josh, Al- Josh Allen? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he's a humble kid now, but we'll see. Uh, I, I haven't, I haven't I checked thought, his feed, so who knows what he's cursing right now. I saw someone saw someone like post like there was a question whether this gets Matt Stafford in the Hall of Fame, and someone's like he has uh, one Pro Bowl uh, invite, uh, no All Pro teams, no second All Pro teams, no none of this, and it's like he literally played for the Lions for thirteen years, like he's t- he's been top five in uh, all the passing categories um while he's been in the league most of the years yeah. uh he's had over he had two 40 touchdown seasons and now he has a super bowl ring like the guy should have got into the super bowl or into the hall of fame much like dan marino um even without the super bowl but like if you question like the, this guy's you know work and i i just i'm sorry <laughs> there's a lot of people that apparently just don't know football yeah. Like, it's not, if anything, he should have got in there just for being that great and sticking around the Lions for that long. Right. Like, he basically did the NFL a favor by at least making the Lions watchable, even if they couldn't win football games. So, yeah, I agree completely. But, yeah, I mean, we, like I said, we, we said it was going to come down to the Rams defense getting to the quarterback and, the Rams offense having to throw the ball once they finally decided, you know, that last drive where they went down and went ahead for the lead, you know, they just let Matthew Stafford and Cooper cup work and do their thing. Um, not mad. I'm not mad at Cooper cup getting the MVP. Like obviously he did his thing. Um, but Someone also pointed out that Tom Brady once won a Super Bowl MVP with three touchdowns and two interceptions, basically the same stat line as Matty Stafford. So I would have liked to have seen it, but I mean, hey, Ben Ben never got the Super Bowl MVP either, so it's with right. a wide receiver as well. So right, yeah, that that final drive with Maddie and Cooper reminded me of Ben and, and San Antonio Holmes, not like the exact yeah. same, thing, yeah. but just like you know, you need this touchdown. I mean, they threw it to the same same side of the end zone, so right. it wasn't it wasn't as pinpoint accurate, um, <laughs> right? Obviously, because uh, Eli Apple is trash, and <laughs> right. uh, I I love that NFL players, not just like the fans, but NFL players went in on him. Oh, dude, um, everybody was roasting Eli, man. It was because uh, uh, what he gets for talking shit. Like he was. My wife was shit. like. My wife was like, "Why are you going in so hard on this guy?" And I was like, "Dude, he's literally trashing Tyreek Hill." And talking about like, oh, um, let me know when you can make it to the you know the Super Bowl when he already literally had a ring or whatever he said. Right. So I was like, no, 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 he gets what he deserves. Yeah, but, yeah. It was just funny seeing all those wide receivers go after him, everybody. And like it was worse for Eli. Is like he has he made plays that warrant that kind of trash talk? Probably not. And I don't think so, but like Everyone kept talking about like the stop he made on Tyreek Hill, but like that's the, whole, the rest very, of the game. <laughs> a, that was a very routine tackle. Like Tyreek Hill caught it in the backfield, didn't have time to get upfield. Eli Apple is right there, so like there's nothing impressive. It was more like terrible play call by the Chiefs, which is uh, out of character. I feel like, but mm-hmm. like everyone was talking about like that play, and I'm like, like I don't know, can't or um, 
Justin Lane would have made that play. Yeah, yeah, just maybe, uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Terrell Edmonds would have made that play. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. a better example. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he would have made that tackle. <laughs> but you know, so I'm glad Eli Apple didn't win a ring. I'm happy to see you know I like Joe Burrow, but fuck the Bengals. I'm tired of hearing about them. Yeah, um, we'll see how how they do next year with a healthy Ravens yeah, squad. You guys, will, you guys will be back at the bottom just like the Browns were. You guys, you guys are the new Browns. Joe Burrow's not Baker Mayfield. Uh, which is unfortunate they didn't re-sign Baker after that season because it doesn't look like he's going to get signed now. But, um, yeah, I mean, Bengals and Browns fans, like, I I never sympathized with the Bengals because they were at least competitive for a while. Browns used to have my sympathy until last year <laughs> when they yeah. just all of a sudden crowned themselves like the next dynasty of the NFL because mm. of one season. Um, but, yeah, Bengals fans are just – obnoxious for no reason yeah. like Steeler fans get a lot of crap but like as a franchise we have six Super Bowls obviously during Ben's run like we were always not I mean obviously not the last two years but we were always at least credible to like compete to go to the Super Bowl but right. uh, <laughs> like this is Sorry, Bengal fans. You guys have no history. There's no reason anyone should believe in you, even you guys, until you guys actually pull it off. So, right, just, just simmer down. Yeah, just. Yeah, I mean, you guys were ten. You guys were ten and seven. It's not even like you guys were like world beaters this year. <laughs> well, they beat the Chiefs, so I mean, I mean, Patty Mahomes didn't I mean, look too great. I was gonna say both games, the Chiefs kind of shot themselves in the foot. So right. Besides Bengals, you literally got gifted with pass interferences in the first Chiefs game, anyways, which got you the win. So I mean, maybe it's just karma. Maybe it's just karma. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, also, when you guys were drafting and you guys didn't take a no line, and I pretty much said that it was like the fatal flaw in your draft. You guys told me it's okay. Jamar Chase is going to really open things up and going to change the world. Guess what? Your quarterback almost got his other other ACL blown out in the third quarter, so fourth quarter, whatever it was. So maybe you should stop worrying about Flash and maybe, like we've been harping on, which is why I don't want to go get a quarterback this year. Right. Get your line right. Get your line right. Get your line right. <laughs> because it's all it's going to do is ruin Joe Burrell's career, much like it ruined Carson Palmer's. Yeah. Um, uh, Andrew Luck, like you look at these. I mean, Carson Palmer probably wasn't going to be like a world beater, but I mean, basically almost revitalized his career in Arizona. But if you don't have an old line, you're just going to ruin all these quarterbacks' careers, anyways. Facts. Not wrong about that. <laughs> and we got our own old line problems to worry about. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that's why that's why I keep saying like I don't want a quarterback this year. I want an O line. I'm yeah. I'm Jameson, Jonah, Jonah Jameson. Get me pictures of the Spider Man. <laughs> Except get me an O line. Get me an O line for real. Vince McMahon. Get me an O line. Damn it. That's pretty good, man. Jesus, you're over here with the impressions, man. That's well, because I'm getting old enough. I can do it. That's yeah, get that, yeah. Get, get the old man voice. You're transitioning to that dad joke realm right now. I dig it, man. It, it looks good on you. 
Well, you know, we, we said we're going to hit home with our roots. I've been practicing all my famous wrestler and wrestling personalities. So nice. get ready, folks, because that's where this is going now. <laughs> Football's over, baby. Yeah. Time, time, to, time to loosen up. Let, let the <laughs> reins go a little bit. There you go. There you go. I'm buying your shirt a little. Show off that taco meat. But uh, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of Steeler O-line issues, we hired a new offensive line coach, uh, Pat Meyer, right, from the Carolina yeah. Panthers. Um, cue, up, uh, cue up the Snoop Dogg. Who? Yeah, for real. Uh, I'm not too excited about this hire. I mean, his O-line rankings throughout the past decade with various teams hasn't been great. I mean, not 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 like in the lower or the higher twenties in ranking, so it's not too exciting. I don't know why the Steelers chose this guy. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Uh, you have Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers, but to be fair, Christian's probably injured like the majority of his time there, right? So, I was say is that his fault that he got <laughs> Christian McCaffrey murdered every year? Maybe. <clears throat> where where all has he been he was for, with the Chargers for two years literally one year with the Panthers so it's not his fault necessarily that Chris McCaffrey is always getting hurt uh, the Chargers had who was that um, the guy Austin that Eckler the oh, um, uh, the one, Melvin Gordon um, the, yeah yeah so he was uh, running offensive line coach and run game coordinator with Melvin Gordon. Uh, otherwise, man, like he really, he, he was with the Bears for a year, the Bills for a year, then nobody for a year, and then the Chargers for two, and then Oof. one with the Panthers. So, like, geez, uh, is he just going to be a transitional offensive line coach for us this year? Was Pat Munchak, like, I just need a year off and then, and then I'll sign with you guys. Like, that, that, does that's what's going on here? Because I, uh, like you said, his track record doesn't scream, um, doesn't really scream like the offensive line coach of the future. Right. And plus, with the terrible talent that we have on the O line right now, like, it just seems like it's going to be a disaster. Like, nothing to be excited for. I mean, of course with Steelers have to invest in the O-line in the draft and through free agency, but I mean, come on, dude, like this guy, his, yeah, his, his, uh, rushing success rate for the past, what, three years, it's been in the teens, but I mean, it's all numbers until you see what he does. You know, he does with the line that he gets in Pittsburgh. So I'm not really excited about this hire, man. Like, and, with some of the other recent hires, it just seems like the Steelers are like, what are they going for? Another mediocre season, I mean, like you said, like it could be like a transition period for a year until we get our pieces in place and actually make some moves. But it's just what's that? In this picture, he looks like uh, Robert Paulson from Fight Club. <laughs> Fight Club. We'll call him Robert Paulson yeah, from now on on the podcast. Like, he, he has the, um, and this is, this, this is the words from the movie, not mine, maybe from the book. It's been a while since I read the book, but he has like bitch tits. <laughs> Again, that's the line from the movie. It's not me. 
Right, right, right. It's not you. It's a quote from the movie. Left yeah, yeah. media. Since I said he looked like Robert Paulson from the movie, that's what they said in the movie. That's but what does, I'm saying here. But does he have him? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, that's what it looks like in this picture. Right, you're going to have to send that to me so I can laugh on the podcast. But I know. Uh, just let me, just give, me, give me a screen sharing permission. I'll show it to you. Really okay, quick. let's see. How do you do this? Um, share screen. Uh, you got to enable it. Uh, yeah, I don't While you figure that out, I'll, I'll just keep it running here. But uh, yeah, it just really seems like we're not going all in in this season by, you know, bringing up uh austin or whatever his name is as our defensive coordinator obviously keeping matt canada uh now bringing pat meyer in this really feels like we're kind of just accepting um mediocrity it doesn't really scream that we are maybe jeez so we worry even more about what we're going to do in this draft. I, I can't figure like, it out. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. I, I got it. I got the website right here. Um, like, I don't know. You, you put out like, who's excited about free agency or like, what do you guys think about what we should do in free agency? And I just, I just don't have faith that we're going to do anything exciting. Um, I, I put it in the chat so if you want to look at it real quick. Okay. Uh, you know, there's JC Jackson, who you and I both would love to go out and get. This is, yeah, you Holy see what I'm talking about. You see what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my about. God, somebody get this man a bra. That's from like, the book, not from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks just like a meatloaf. Um, Rest in peace, meatloaf. RP, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Like I would love to go get him. Just kind of solidify that since um, Kim Sutton didn't really inspire a lot of hope. Obviously, Witherspoon gave us a lot to be excited for. Yeah, yeah. At we the end of the season, back. you know, Joe Hayden. We we're like, man, we can't afford to lose him. Now we're like, yeah, we can't afford to bring him back right. unless he comes back for like the vet minimum. Um, Trey Norwood had moments where he looked like. He was like getting it, and then he'd also have those rookie moments. So maybe he pans out with JC Jackson, Norwood, and Witherspoon. Maybe that's a formidable, you know, yeah. secondary. Oh, and then plus the issue with the strong safety position, plugging Miles Kilbrew okay. or yeah. my boy Kilbrew is finally going to get his chance to shine. I'm um, telling you, I'm telling you, just like Stafford, he is a way better player. He just plays with the wrong team. Well, um, speaking of possible acquisitions, I mean, like, obviously we talked about it a lot, but center would be a big, a big, uh, that's obviously a big need because I mean, come on, Kendrick Green. I mean, he was a rookie. We talked about it on the previous podcast, but I guess Tomlin is giving Green his vote of confidence, man. I guess there's a possibility that Kendrick Green could still stay at center next year. You can't keep getting away with it. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, I do. I'm not really happy, but again, maybe, maybe since he's working with Pouncey, maybe he could develop into something. But I feel like the reason they hired this offensive line coach is because he works like, I guess the scheme needs like athletic 
offensive lineman and Kendrick Green is athletic, but man, his technique is terrible. So like, like we've noticed, like we've noticed in previous games of the season, like, yeah, Kendrick Green has some nice bursts off the ball or whatever. He goes down the field, but like, as soon as he hits like a linebacker and a defensive lineman, the kid's on his back and that just can't keep happening. Like no matter how strong you are, or how fast you are, or how athletic you are, if you can't get your technique right and you just get thrown to the ground right away, then what are you doing? You're just, you, it'd be like me out there, you know? So I'm just, I really hope they address the center in the draft or they've spent some money, you know, maybe the money they're, that they're not spending on good coaches. Who's just, the jury's still out on that, but I mean, maybe they bring in players, you know, and there's still a bunch of holes, but God, dog, man, the offensive line, we need a right tackle because uh, we can't be rolling in with the season with the sack banner, right? Like he got a, like he was cleared to play like what the fourth game in the season and he couldn't yeah. beat out chooks orlando brown is going to be a free agent but i feel like he's going to be commanding a lot of money all right do you feel good with uh dan moore still playing left tackle like i'd feel okay with that right like he did better than what was expected of him what was he always the left tackle or was he right tackle? He, I think he was left tackle and they try to have him be like a swing tackle where he'd do both, but he's been stuck at left tackle. For, I, I don't think he did too bad, but I mean, Tron Armstead is also going to be available. I mean, there's some tackle options. So like maybe Dan Moore gets moved to right tackle. I feel it, but the problem is bringing in a free agent. Left tackle is they make so much money. We really want to pour all our money into, you know. Um, this is going through, seeing if there's any, like. Now I keep hearing the kid from uh, Jensen. Jensen, right, from the Buccaneers. Oh, shoot. Jesse Bates is going to be a free agent. Does he uh, but he's a free safety. Free safety, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ryan Jensen. Yeah, Ryan maybe Jensen. He, maybe he would leave. Maybe he would leave the Buccaneers now that Tom's not going to be there. How I think he's older, right? He has to be like I think he's uh, gonna be 30, uh, which isn't old old, but well, maybe then maybe you don't bring maybe you don't have to pay him. I mean they're projecting him at 13 mil a year, but um Jensen has been one of the most durable centers in the league. He hasn't moved as a start for the Buccaneers. Notching over 4,000 snaps since 2018. Uh, it doesn't say his age. Um, I, I would, I would. Was, it, was he drafted in 2018? No, no. He, I think he, he has to be like in his 30s. Let me look him up real quick. But I mean, I wouldn't be mad. Uh, at the Steelers. He was born in, born in 1991. So. <clears throat> 30. Yeah, he'd be 30. It's not too bad, right? No, I mean, Whitmore, Whitmore is like 38. Right. I mean, he's not playing center, but... Oh, he was drafted so by the this Ravens. Is, this, this, should be right, this should be Ren Jensen's ninth year in the league. Bad, man. I would definitely like to bring a veteran in, and hopefully we get Linderbaum. But, I mean, there's a lot of teams that need a center, Giants, Jets, um, maybe the... I want to say the Bears, but I could be wrong about that. But we'll see how the draft shakes out. I mean, like I said, like free agency is still coming up. 
So like once that happens and we see where some of the, the, the dominoes fall, then we'll get a better idea of what the Steelers are going to be looking for in the draft. But like, hopefully we're big players. I mean, this is like, like the, the year where the Steelers have the most cap money they've had since ever. So, I mean, they, they obviously got to re- resign Minka and maybe bring back a couple other pieces, but I think Minka is probably the biggest one. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see how it shakes out. Or maybe we go after a veteran quarterback. I know you don't like hearing that either. Mr. Trubisky, we talked about it on the last podcast. We'll see how that shakes out. But Casey Hayward Jr. is also a free agent this year. He's older though, right? Isn't he like? Yeah, he's a little bit older. Um, I wouldn't be mad at that. I mean, like we brought Joe Hayden in, and he was older, and I mean, it worked out, you know, for a couple of years outside of injury, but right, really didn't. So, <laughs> Antonio Brown. Do you see um, Antonio Brown is taking a picture with Lamar Jackson? <laughs> he's gonna be yeah, a Raven, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Marquise Brown said he was gonna retire. All right, let the people know what, what you're talking about so they have an idea. So I was just hanging out and Twitter popped up in my notifications and uh, apparently some guy was inside sources said that Marquise Brown's playing on retiring to pursue his video game career, which I mean, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see on that, but if that's true, I can't imagine... Um, I can't imagine Nintendo Brown wanting to go play with Lamar Jackson if his cousin's gone. I think part of the intrigue was playing with his cousin, but I mean, if his cousin's already tired of playing with Lamar Jackson, then I can't imagine that bodes well for Nintendo Brown coming in. And they'll they'll sign Juju, and then it'll be A, B, and Juju again. They'll be like, it'll be like nothing ever happened. (laughs) Sorry, Juju, you don't deserve that. Uh, man. man, man, Juju's uh, projected contract this year is one year, eight million. Yeesh. Like, wait, wasn't that what he signed for for the Steelers? Uh, yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, wherever he goes, it's gonna be on a. Uh... Oh, Stephen Nelson's available. We can bring him back. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Stephen Nelson back. I mean, get him some cleats that actually like does like hold up, you know. Um, did you see that a lot of the Steelers players in their interviews were talking about like bringing a quarterback in? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it's what it's what I've always told you about Mason. Nobody believes. Nobody I don't believes in him. The players on the team don't believe in him. Right. Oh uh, man, he has all the confidence in the world, though. I guess I don't know. He thinks he's going to be the starter, but he's got to beat out your boy Dwayne Haskins too. So we'll see how that turns out. Well. I mean, good for him. I mean, I'll never knock a person for having soft confidence, but uh, <laughs> it's not going to work, man. Yeah, I mean, just because you believe it doesn't mean the rest of the world or the people that matter believe it. So, right. But always believe in yourself, kids. Always <laughs> believe in yourself. Yeah, always. Don't ever listen to the haters. <laughs> oh man, it's going to be a train wreck if Mason starts. Man, would you? Uh, so Zach Ertz is a free agent. Would you bring him in? And get rid of Ebron? Oh, dude, I would give away Ebron for, like, a bag of chips, man. <laughs> like, I, I, he's still under contract. I'm pretty positive he has one more year left. Maybe not, I don't know. That'd be a fun combination. 
Ooh, Van Der Esch is available. We could get him to replace um uh what's his face? <clears throat> Schobert? Uh Bush. Oh Bush? Yeah. <laughs> I like Leighton Van Der Esch. But, um yeah, I really like him coming out of the draft, but seems <sighs> like he has a good head on his shoulders. Right. Doesn't seem like he'll tweet anything stupid. So Yeah, I haven't heard any I've never heard anything from him. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't know. I guess they're talking about pairing somebody with Bush because they still kind of believe in him, I guess, even though they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. I mean, maybe if he goes back to the way he was in 2019 or 18 when he was, like, lining up a little. But, yeah, the Steelers, they definitely have to bring in another a linebacker in the draft, too. If we don't go after a linebacker in free agency, or there's that one kid, his last name is Beavers. I can't remember where he played at, but, like, apparently he's been tearing it up. And he could be a possible first-round pick from us. So, just a lot of pieces, man. I mean, also, <laughs> you got to worry about Tyson. Alulu, Stephon Tewitt. I mean, we, we've already named all the names that, you know, are question marks going into next year. So, again, free agency, man. It needs to hit so we know what's happening. Because it usually, I mean, you, you have a, be- a better idea of what's happening. We don't, we don't have to stick on this topic too much longer because, obviously, <clears throat> this is all just like for fun now and nothing right. serious but uh right jordan whitehead a strong safety he's going to be available in the off season um yeah i've heard that name a lot coming coming up to the steelers too <clears throat> and then since we don't know what we have in uh anthony mcfarland since apparently <laughs> we've given up on him or He's just giving up. I have no idea what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonard Fournette mm-hmm. is going to be available. It's, it's, they're projecting him at two years, sixteen million, so eight mil per year. I mean, him. He's he's used to playing in a two-back scheme. Um, you know, obviously with James Robinson, and well, was he there? No, he wasn't there when James Robinson was in Jacksonville. No, but I think so. I mean, he's been doing, he's been doing that in um tampa yeah uh, we were both like they're gonna kill Najee if they keep running the ball with him so mm-hmm. i mean maybe him and leonard Fournette can uh make things a little bit more enticing in a run game yeah that wouldn't be a bad combo right there i'd be all about that but we also need like a change of pace back too so i don't know but then again we didn't really have one with Najee, so you know who knows how this all shakes out um last one uh jaron curse is going to be available uh what they say his his strength is man coverage versus tight end which we always uh struggle with yeah um he's a strong safety so i mean again another three years they say he's only commanding three years 15 million so five million a year that could be a sneaky good pickup didn't he he played for the Seahawks and Vikings, right? I, I think. Um, no, I'm pretty sure he played at Clemson too. Like he was Clemson, and then I think he went to Seattle or the Vikings. I don't know why I'm stuck on those two teams, but I, I think that's what it is. I know. I'm currently on Chris Collinsworth. There's this uh, <laughs> website which you have to buy to like look at all the extras, which I would never support that guy. Never, but yeah, he used to play, he played for Clemson. He was actually drafted by the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, seventh round pick. I think he's twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. 
Uh, yeah, you just turned 28. Okay. Ooh. He plays for the, the Cowboys, and then he played for the Ravens. Oh, but he was only on the uh, practice squad or off season, so watch out. And he played for the Lions too for in twenty twenty. So there's another Lions castaway. You know how to feel about those Lions castaways, right? <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, we'll see what the Steelers do, but that's pretty much all the Steelers buzz is going on right now because you know day after the Super Bowl, we'll see what they do. Still need to announce a new GM too, for Christ's sake. Just so many, so many changing, you know, pieces. This feels like everybody we're signing right now is just gonna be like a, like band aid basically. Yeah. Like it just doesn't feel like any of these guys are gonna be the guys of the future. It just seems like something, something to do, you know, just something to fill the time until. I, at least that's what I hope. I mean, unless they pan out, but there's it's not a, a lot of signs that say. It's a reason to tank without actually saying we're tanking. <laughs> like, oh, we're just gonna hire all these bad, these right. bad coaches for a year. And well, hang on to Canada, who was useless, and yeah. Well, I also read that the reason why we're not getting the better coaches is because a lot of people don't want to work with Matt Canada. I mean, I can see that. Uh, yeah, um, and I guess Tomlin wanted to. He wanted to give Canada people that would actually work with him. And so basically, he's Todd Haley Jr. Probably. I don't know. I mean, Todd Haley, I feel like our offense was probably the better when he was around than it has been yeah, with but Randy Feekner and Matt Canada, but also like nobody could stand him. Nobody could stand him. And it wasn't like it was like groundbreaking. I mean, you had AB and Martavis Bryant and Prime Love Bell in those days. So. That could probably be the reason why he was so successful, but I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's hard to be inspired or excited about any of these hires. And then we'll just have to see how it plays out when the season starts. But oh, man, it's going to, I feel like, I just feel like it's going to be rough being a Steeler fan, <laughs> especially yeah, watching that like, offense out there. It's not going to be fun. No. So. But... <laughs> Let's uh, we'll go ahead and transition. Unless you got anything else you want to add? No, no, I'm good, man. I'm just <laughs> trying yeah. to get through it. <laughs> yeah. Steeler stuff. Yeah, uh, we're trying to uh, try to make it exciting when deep down we're we're both hurting inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both hurting. Uh, Love hurts. True, Love scars. Facts. Um. <clears throat> all right. Well, then we'll jump into the fight card. Uh, the pay per view last Saturday, two days ago, three days ago. Yeah, three um, days ago. It's a pretty good card. Uh, obviously, you had that sick triangle into an armbar, which was this is like a smooth transition, and he gave one of the best like post fight promos of all time. Basically, just talking about he moved to Texas, he loves Texas, uh, everything's bigger in Texas, so he wants to get a bigger contract since he lives in Texas and. Um, I, I mean, it was just a, a golden promo, not, not quite Sean Strickland level, uh, but, but it, it was definitely one of the better promos in a long time. Um, obviously then, man, you know, talk, I thought for sure Bam Bam was going to be in big trouble. Um, and he did, he got caught twice. 
You mm-hmm. did end up getting caught twice, uh, but man, you know, it's got to be something to the shoeies uh, because <laughs> he ended up weathering the storm and ended up getting the knockout. And it, I mean, it was just crazy. I I don't I've never seen Derek Lewis knockout, um, and I've never seen him hit someone and send them to the nether realm and then come back and uh, <laughs> twice, especially twice. Um, I think honestly, I think it's just the curse of fighting in Houston, his hometown. I think he just needs to avoid Houston at all costs at this point. But it was just tough because they're both like two easy guys to like. Um, they both give really good promos, uh, good interviews. But man, I I almost think that Ty might be able to pull it off against. And Ghana was crazy as that sounds, but he might be the only one to stand toe to toe with him. And uh, he might be the first one to finish in Ghana after that fight um, to recover like he did. Um, and to pull off that knockout, I mean, that elbow was sick. Ooh. Yeah, I'm watching right now, man. Oh, damn. Right against <laughs> yeah. the cage. Right <laughs> against the cage. <laughs> Bam. And oh man! It didn't look like it was the hardest elbow you ever seen, but I mean, obviously, when you're heavyweight, everything hurts. Right. More. Um. And then poor Derek Brunson, his corner threw in the towel after he was already <laughs> knocked out. Like, <laughs> and then, oh man! I didn't see the towel get thrown in, but apparently the commentator was like, "Oh, they threw in the towel." And, you like are looking over at Brunson as his head's bouncing off the canvas four times from like elbows to the face while he's on the ground. <laughs> you didn't think oh, to throw man. the towel when he hit the ground. Um, that would have been, but um, which I'll get in. I'll get into Jared Kennedy here in a second, but I just want to say, like, I guess my take on Ty being able to finish and Ghana is probably pretty controversial because, I mean. Derek Lewis hits hard, but Ngannou has the hardest punch thrown on record. Mm-hmm. So, like, that that might be pretty controversial, but, I mean, if you watch the punishment he took and gave right back, dude's an animal. Right. Um, and it's really unfortunate Derek Lewis didn't let him drink out of his cup like Ty wanted to. <laughs> Ty said if he wanted, he wanted to drink out of Derek oh, Lewis's cup man. instead of Shuey. <laughs> um, Gross. That partially this could be because Derek Lewis was too unconscious to get in the <laughs> cup at the time. Um, but I'm just, just going to say this, like, Israel Adesanya is so good. Uh, and it's almost like a detriment because watching people fight him, um, <clears throat> like, this was better. This was better than the Yola Romero fight, but it felt a lot the same. Um Whitaker would throw like two left jabs and then run away. Um, mm-hmm. and that just speaks to like Izzy's kicks, his punches, his elbows. Like, I mean, the guy is possibly the best striker in the UFC. Um, so the only way he can have fights worth watching is when you get people that like Marvin Vittori, who is just too dumb to be scared, I guess you would say. Um, you can't wrestle the guy. He's too big for that division to wrestle him. Um, even when Whitaker was able to get in and get him down, mm-hmm. I mean, Izzy just got right back up. 
Um, at one point, Whitaker was even on his back and couldn't do anything. Um, so the only way for Israel to have a good fight is if he fights someone like Marvin Vittori, who's just going to come forward and take the punishment. Um, I guess you could say Paulo Costa. Uh, but Paulo said he was too hungover, so like that fight didn't, didn't count. Oh, whatever. Um, what a jabroni! Uh, so I guess going into that, like that's what makes Jared Kennedy, I think, enticing, is because I feel like he he knows he's probably not getting another opportunity. Um, let's see, how old is he? He's fifteen and five. So, I mean, his record, I mean, it's a good record, but I'm trying to see how he's 37 years old. So I think he knows, like, he has to go out there and win because he's probably at 37, not going to get it too many more opportunities. I mean, if he loses this, he probably fights Robert Whitaker again. Whitaker already beat him. Um, Whitaker is probably going to be fighting Sean Strickland next, I would imagine. That should be a fun fight. Uh, Strickland showed pretty good takedown defense. He doesn't get touched. Um, he promises that he's not going to fight Timmy like he did his last fight against um, Hermanson. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just an interesting division because I guess I could see Whitaker fighting Vittori next to Strickland mm-hmm. could fight Vittori. Um, but Again, it's it's hard watching Izzy in this division because there's just no one close to his level. Um, so like you really just need almost like a like when Sean Shirk fought GSP and just kind of threw caution to <laughs> the wind and just ended up catching him, even though some of the shots were in the back of the head and legal and he just got lucky they didn't get called. Right. But like, that's the only only way you can really make a fight with Izzy worth like buying a pay-per-view for. Like and again, that's nothing against Izzy. I uh, I give him all the props in the world. He's probably, like I said, one of the, one of the, if not the best striker in the UFC. The guy's so good at middleweight. That's just, I I just don't, I just don't know that like there's anything worthwhile in the middleweight for him. It's almost like Mighty Mouse in the flyweight, like John Jones, early John Jones. I mean. Yeah, obviously with John Jones, like everything becomes a question of like how long was he juicing? And right. I, I was talking with my buddy Ryan at work today. I was like, John Jones just needs to fight Brock Lesnar and just throw the PEDs up at you know, just juice up to the gills and go at it. Um, <laughs> like that should be the heavyweight fight. Just let Brock Lesnar come back, juice to the gills. John Jones juices the gills, and you know, just let them be themselves. <laughs> and I, I don't think I don't think any of the fans would care. Uh, you said it might. You said it might, but they could look the other way. Yeah, just you know, buy him, buy him like a lunch or something. Like, hey, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, um, but yeah, I, I just I feel like for Izzy, like it's it's gonna be tough, like buying pay per views because unless he has like someone willing to just like Jared Cannon, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who knows that. They got to go for broke because it's just so hard watching them like try to fight people that are, just won't fight them basically. Right. I don't know how I don't know how Robert Whitaker thought he won that fight. Like he won round five, 
I was fine with them giving him two rounds, but there's definitely nothing definitive in what he did in that fight that even remotely came close to him winning the fight. <laughs> um, oh, man. Then I, you know, I said it with Robert Whitaker. The guy just takes too much time. Like, I think it's been a year since his last fight. Like, the guy just sits out so many fights. Um, you're not going to be able to do that no matter how good you are. He's right. one of the best. But no matter how good you are, like you're not gonna sit out a year and then go beat Izzy for the title. So right. um but yeah, that's just my take. And you know, people might disagree with me, but I just like I don't know that I would pay to watch Robert Whitaker Israel as Sanya three if it came to that. No uh, man, not, no way. <laughs> you miss me with that rematch. Yeah, like I think it goes the same way unless and I, I don't think Robert's that good enough of a striker that even if he throws caution win, I think he's just going to get caught and knocked out again. So, right. It's a tough, tough resell for me. Right. No, I agree completely. No, doesn't really uh, move the needle for me. Yeah. Seen it twice. Don't need to see but, it again. I mean, the, the card was good enough that like I didn't feel like I got robbed just because of the title fight. Right. Put it that way. <laughs> um. But other than that, the next card is going to be Johnny Walker, which we talk about a guy that everyone was ready to strap a rocket on and then just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, and he's fighting Jamil Hill, which is a fun story because Jamil uh, got his arm broken by Paul Craig. And <laughs> the referee apparently didn't realize his arm was broken and he was tapping. So the ref just let the fight go on. Jesus. And. Shout out to Jamal Hill because he ended up fighting back because the ref wasn't going to call the fight. Like, well, I've already dealt with the pain, so let's, let's, let's see what we can do here. And I think eventually the referee realized, like, oh, shit, his arm's broken, called the fight. But it was truly one of the more impressive things I've ever seen. Uh, having to have your arm broke, held in a arm bar, and then... Really, like, oh, he's not gonna call the fight, so I, I literally have to fight my way out of this. Um, so, I mean, I, I, people always rip on the judges, but man, there are some, yeah, we'll some tough, there. tough there referees. Rest. There's some tough referees out there uh, that definitely don't put fire safety first. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that'd be a fun fight. The rest of the cards. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's on ESPN Plus. Uh, so which obviously I pay for, so I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Like, if it wasn't for that, I don't know. It's on at a decent time, it starts at six. Uh, my time seven years, so yeah, it's be something worth watching. Great. Um, Jim Miller's on there. Uh, Joaquin Buckley, though, he's always fun to watch. Uh, prelims. Nothing to get too excited about, but sometimes with like these hodgepodge cards, I think Dana White just goes out and says, "Somebody make something happen, and I'll just throw a bunch of money your way." So sometimes <laughs> on these cards, cards like this, you get like these crazy fights. So they're worth they're worth checking out for sure. Right. Um, and obviously. Just kind of a filler to the next paper. Well, the next card's going to be pretty good. Benil Darius versus Islam Makachev. 
Hmm. Beeb's protege versus Benil. That'll be a fun one. Um, not much after that. Anything on the prelims? No, not really. That was a sweet mullet. So, I mean, there's some good main events on the, the next couple of fight cards, but it's really just, you know, just to wet the palate till the Kobe Covington, Jorge Masvidal card. So, I mean, that one, that Rafael Dos Anjos versus Azim, uh, Edson Barbosa, Bryce Mitchell, Kevin Holland, Alex Oliveira, your boy, Greg Hardy. <laughs> My boy. Yeah, yeah, he said, the greatest thing UFC has ever done. It's true. It's um, true. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a fun card. Even the prelim looks like it's pretty, pretty saucy. Yeah. You got a guy with. No. But never that. Uh, we got to jump into last, but certainly not least. Um, it's with great sadness that we have to announce that Cody Rhodes is no longer part of AEW. He and his wife have took their ball and went home. <laughs> um, and you had heard reports that he was in talk with WWE. My yep. thoughts is like, good riddance. Let him just do his reality TNT TV show that nobody watches, I assume. Otherwise, I don't think AEW would have let him go. Oh, I, even, I totally forgot he had a reality show, but I mean, who cares? Honestly, like it wasn't like everybody was uh, clamoring to go see a Cody Rhodes match at AEW. And then after all that shit talking he did about AAA, well, not really like direct, but like, I mean, hitting towards it, yeah, it. subtle shots. Yeah. Not, and, not so subtle when you take a sledgehammer to that chair that looks like Triple H's chair. Right. And like now he's going back to WWE, allegedly. I mean, like it's it seems like it's gonna be like a lateral move because like what is he gonna do over there? Like you have kind of like heavy hitters in the main event scene right now. Uh, is there? I don't. There's nobody on the WWE roster where I'm like, oh shit, I gotta see Cody Rhodes versus this guy. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't well, really care, you know. I mean, at this point, would in Japan even take him back? I, I don't think so. I mean, what what would he do over there that who that he like, there's nothing that he didn't do. I mean, well, I guess he didn't win, like, the... I don't know if he won the heavyweight championship, but, like, I don't... Nothing over there either, you know? Like, I don't even know who's over there anymore now, but, I mean, Kota Ibushi, I don't want, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see... Uh, shit, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his... Tanahashi? I, like, I don't... What? Is Will Ospreay over there still, or is he... Uh, yeah, but, I mean like their styles don't really match up uh, like i just cody rose just seems like a, an afterthought to me man like a like a footnote like it doesn't and that and i don't really the problem with cody rose and i think this is my opinion probably why he left AEW, but like him and brandy are like a package deal and after we talked about it last week the fans chanting shut the f up to her uh, yeah. during her promo and like you know just tell it had her flustered and I feel like if you take Cody Rhodes, you got to take Brandy. Like, I feel like that's how he feels. And I just don't think she's worth it. Um, <laughs> like, she can't wrestle. She's, 
decent enough of a heel promo, I guess. But like, not really worth like not really worth like bringing in. Right. Um, like you, you don't. It's not like back in the day where like, you know, Scary Sherry was like a or whatever was like a integral part to the program. Like it, people want to see women wrestle, not really do like the whole ballet thing. Like Vicky Guerrero had the mm. go away heat. Like she, she was like interesting at first and then like her act got very stale quickly. So like, like the only, only role they've really had for ballets in WWE or even AEW is like for the non-English speaking like and, uh, as like a mouthpiece right. um, because obviously trying to get over in the states like if you if you can't no one understands what you're trying to say like that fans usually won't get behind you or against you because yeah you know why if they don't know what you're saying why do they care um I don't know man if Brandy's a mouth mouthpiece like what did like it's not like the WWE fans are different. They're probably gonna be chanting the same stuff. And like, I don't really trust her enough, or I haven't seen enough to have her be the mouthpiece to draw any kind of heat, though. Like besides just like telling her to shut up. Like I don't see her pushing a storyline. I don't see her. I just, I just don't know like who's she gonna be a mouthpiece for if it's not Cody and like right. Cody doesn't need a mouthpiece. So. Right. So she's just like eye candy. Is she gonna yeah, be like just, mer- just peg at that point? like or like Maurice but Maurice can wrestle though so I mean like what can she do like you said what, is, what like what is her role gonna be is she gonna be a commentator like is she gonna go to NXT and commentate while Cody's up in the main roster losing to like Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> and Cesaro like what are you gonna be doing Cody like I, I, I when I look at you I don't see like main eventer and that's kind of been his his uh his uh tag for the past what five years like I don't see him that main eventer, even in AEW, where he had a hand in creating it. Like I don't see it. He's not the best wrestler even on the roster. He wasn't even the best wrestler in the group that he was in. So, I mean, he his promos are cringy. Like he solved racism apparently. So like, what is there left for Cody Rhodes for yeah, Cody yeah. Rhodes to do, man? I I don't I don't know, man. I, I, and like just think about all the AEW fans who are like had his back air quote had his back when he first came over like yeah he's a ex-WWE guy WWE treated him like shit blah 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 and then now they're turning their back on him and then like what are they going to say the same thing when he comes back you know I mean to be fair it's because he can't do a Canadian pile drivers if he could he would still be an AEW to this day oh there you go yeah his brother his brother can do one that's why Colt still has a job but um and just come back as stardust and they'll stick him with that gimmick again just come back with a triforce on your boots and pretend you're link there you go come back with the link gimmick right um that raw had a pretty good showing uh man they really need to find something to do with Miz besides feud with all these old timers because him going to the feud with like ray mysterio now like Oh God! I'm sure it's going to lead to maybe a Dom heel turn. I, I'm guessing that's where they're going to go with this. They keep teasing it, but I just feel like him, him carrying all these old timers. Not he didn't carry Edge, but like 
basically had to put over Beth Phoenix. So, I mean, oof. Yeah. Um, Nikki ASH needs to just like either change up her outfit. Because, um, like, you can't be a heel and a superhero. Um, but it, I mean, it was, it was a pretty good showing. The opening segment was fun with all the guys coming out of the ring. Brock putting his cowboy hat in Austin Theory. Even took a selfie with him, which was hilarious. Yeah, Brock's uh, a superstar, man. Like, I don't know how people can hate on that guy. He reinvented himself, came back, and it's just like you said last yeah. last podcast, where like he doesn't need a mouthpiece. He needs a lot better without Paul Heyman, in my opinion. Like, yeah. like he's it's, he's just too good, man. Uh, <laughs> like it's the only reason to watch wrestling. Of Bill Goldberg over on god bill goldberg man get that guy out of here but yeah man brack lesnar and roman reigns and rollins are like the only reasons in my opinion to watch wwe right now for sure um but we'll, we'll jump into more wrestling with uh the pay-per-view coming up so maybe we'll right. put out another one after smackdown before the saudi show and uh give you guys some more of that but yeah uh anything anything else you want to add uh nope man i'm all i'm all good i think we got everything that we wanted to get out you know so i'm pretty happy yeah, yeah no it was a fun fun we as always really really stretch it out good um, yeah 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 yeah. the words of roy hibbert yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we won't finish that because we don't want to get canceled but. right I, I don't I don't even think I can get away with saying it, it was his words, not mine. But <laughs> after, after after the Joe Rogan controversy, I don't think we can get away with that. But right, I got a I got a very happy baby downstairs waiting on me. So uh, I'm gonna go get her ready for her uh, Friday podcast. So, <laughs> right, right. Well, as always, thanks for hanging out with us, and listening, and uh, as always, tell us how wrong we are in the comments and. Um, Bring it because we always love our Twitter battles. Uh, also, Adam Cole is fat. And on that, <laughs> and on that, and on that note, have a good night, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Later, everybody.